Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Retired 25 Podcast. I'm your host, Solomon Roybo. And with us today, we have a very special guest, India Huddy from Men Essentials. How are you, India? I'm good. Can't complain. Today's my birthday. So turned 26. So about to see what 25 life is about. (laughs) Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. And thank you for being on the show today. You know, let's just jump straight into it. Uh, What made you want to be an entrepreneur? So what made me want to be an entrepreneur? It was like to be pretty blunt and bleak about it is the simple fact that it's not really many opportunities for women in corporate America. And that's something I've learned. I've always worked since I was 14 years old, but like even before then I've always had like a hustle going on where I remember being a young girl shoveling snow, selling lemonade. My dad was my first employee. Shout out to him. He was the lemonade maker. (laughs) I was the salesman. But uh, as far as like everything else, it was just more so always having that passion and that drive to always want to do more than what was just in front of me. And I know when I got into like being an entrepreneur, I didn't just want to create a product just for somebody to just buy. I wanted to have some sort of value to it. And I know with like candles, it helps people relax and be more in a peaceful space. So I just wanted to like really dive into that and just make sure I stay consistent with it. Okay. So your business is, uh, is it just candles or is it like essential oils? What is it? At the moment, I have home diffusers, car diffusers, candles, and like more so smaller size candles as well. I do size variations for that. But those are the four four things I'm working on, trying to adventure out some more, but also taking it to perfect the craft that I already have going so that I won't take on too much. I think the biggest thing in entrepreneurship is knowing when to not overwhelm yourself because I feel like we feel so pressed to do a lot that we kind of burn ourselves out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, knowing like knowing your own co- capacity, right? And knowing how far you can stretch yourself is a big, you know, super big. Uh, it's a key if you can if you if you know how to work it. And like you said, a lot right. of times we try to do so much, especially when you're starting off, or you feel like you're not covering enough bases to be successful. Um, why candles though? Or like what, what got you into candles? It smells good, why not? <laughs> like you woke up to the room, it just smells amazing and I wanna stay here forever. It's like the Febreze, <laughs> nobody knew where they were at until they took the mask off. But because it smelled amazing, people were just happy to be there. That's true, that's true. But yeah, it's just, you know, it's just, you never think of that, right? Most people, you know, when they're thinking about entrepreneurship, they're thinking like the flashy, the big stuff. And there's so many ways you can go with it. You know, candles is a huge market, right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty big. It's a lot. I, due to COVID, a lot more candle makers have started to be birthed because of the simple fact that it's very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It was a way that, okay, I tried to like get into other forms of entrepreneurship like maybe i want to do a service but then like also learning like to try to juggle a job and trying to do a service job is kind of like it becomes too much because you have to always be wired you have to always be educating yourself and you kind of give your mind that mental break Mm -hmm. i think it's great that some people can do it i just wanted to do a product because i wanted to be creative in the sense of like something thinking outside the box and Something that just basically filled the room with energy. And that was really just it. Because I was like, you know, I like candles. I burn them a lot. People don't realize how much they buy them. You need them when the power goes out. So even just outside the candles, being able to create like a fragrance or a sense that makes people react in the side of like excitement. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, great. This is a field where 
I not only like you know touch people's emotions, but also make them tap back into a memory. Yeah. Okay. Now, what what makes your candles like stand out? What's so like? How do you go through that process? So I believe what makes my candles stand out is the simple fact that like as much as they can fill the room and try to be as less toxic as possible, mm-hmm. just going through different like finding different vendors that offer the best sustainable sources is also like i'm going through because it's still in my first year of business so to come this far and be able to create something that people love i know is great in the sense of the level of excitement that it brings into people and fragrances that are different Mm -hmm. i try not to do generic fragrances i might have like one or two traditional but then i want to throw something different where people like you know what i never thought of this fragrance like what so i somehow it's strange to explain, like, my dad always wore this cologne called uh, Jean Paul, like, in the Jean bottle, like, the yeah. mint bottle, uh-huh. and I loved it as a kid, and I was just one day mixing up different fragrances, and I made it as a candle, and I didn't catch hint to, like, once it started to burn, mm-hmm. and I was like, this smells like the cologne that my dad <laughs> wore, and I was like, I would love this in my room, and I told my aunt about it, and she was like, oh, my God, I can't wait till you're done with this candle, because it reminds of, like, my dad, he passed away when I was 13, mm-hmm. so it was just something that, like, you know, brought so much excitement yeah. to people a simple smell and I was even like learning into about what fragrances does to the mind and how it connects to that mm-hmm. part like you know how you go into a certain room and you smell food and you're like wow this smells like my grandmom's house or something yeah. like that it's it brings that level of comfortability and familiarity within people it's like you know what this connects me back to something good yeah yeah no so true there's so many times you know you, you have that smell and it will literally take you back to like a whole day or maybe just like a very special moment in your childhood last week whenever right and yeah I, you know i had that i had that with a with a lot of smells like i can't walk by hospitals without going back to like when i had uh when i fell when i was two years old that uh that like medicine surgery drink. smell alcohol mix yeah it was always strange um my favorite fragrance like scent wise i like fruity stuff I'm not going to lie. It's something sweet. It just makes my mouth water instantly. I've learned it through making candles from reading this book. It's basically saying like how, um, so 50% of your eating is connected to your scent. So you ever like recognize when you like have cold, you don't have an appetite and it's like, cause yeah. you can't really smell anything. So when you're eating stuff, it's like your taste buds are really like 50% of the work where your senses and your nose is like more the other half. Yeah. That is so true. And where can we find your candles? Um, so I have an Instagram at Minessentials, M-I-N-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L underscore. Um, I'm redoing my website and kind of going through a rebrand. I wanted to kind of put more of like upscale home decor so people can have it for like their baths and stuff like that. So okay. I'm planning on relaunching my website by July. Okay, cool. And you were talking about a little bit about like sustainability in your product, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what what makes your candle sustainable like what's different so i try to use mostly recycled or eco-friendly thing i'm trying to get away from like the whole plastic and then also mm-hmm. when people use the jar i want to create that customer loyalty where they can like either turn it into a plant or they can just send it back mm-hmm. as far as like towards five percent of their next purchase still working out okay. that structure 
So I think that's more so, it helps people not just throw it in the trash. I feel like we're throwing glass in the trash, throwing metal tins in the trash, and it's kind of just adding to our waste mm-hmm. instead of finding ways where we can, hey, bring it back and recreate it into something new. Essentially, like, I know within a two-year goal, is like I wanted to have a glass cutter and take old wine bottles and turn it into candles. Okay. Just because it helps eliminate a lot of recycling as well. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I know it's true that people throw away those, you know, the containers of the of candles that's huge except in my house i'm gonna I'm be honest with you you save your jars i don't my my mom used to well my mom does and i remember i'd be at, at the house and i'd just be drinking out of this cup and i'm like this is a very strange like design on this cup and we had like four or five of them and i was i never knew where she bought them from i'm like where did you get this like this design on the cup Right. And, until one day she comes home with like a bag of candles to go replace the ones that she burnt. And I see the same cup. I'm like, these are candles. <laughs> I'm drinking like candles right now. <laughs> it, as long as it doesn't taste like fragrances or wax, you no, should. Yeah. yeah, she she cleaned them out. She cleaned them out. But I just want you know, to point out, we're doing our part to be sustainable, to, to, re, to reuse stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Nah, it's great though. And in terms of like, you know, you're talking about passion and drive in, you know, as you make this, what, like, what keeps you going? Like, what's that, what's that motivator behind it? Um, so I'm a water sign. I'm a cancer, cancer seasons, And I deal with a lot of emotions. I'm not going to lie, but be able to transfer that energy and take that weight off my shoulder and put it into something that I can create that somebody else gets to experience is like, mm-hmm. wow, you know what? they don't know essentially what they're getting. They're thinking they're just getting their product. Like when you buy from an artist or you buy from somebody with a service, they have that level of devotion of making sure you feel what they went through transitions into your experience. So if they were going through trying to be the best thing, you're going to get the best product. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just like, you know what? There's people around me that believe in me. So why not like keep going? I felt like, you know, I got discouraged when I first made candles because they weren't the greatest that I wanted them to be. But that was just a learning moment in getting other people, you know, opinions of it. It was just like, you know what, this is this is something I should just keep going with. I don't, it just felt like it's, it made sense. Like I, sometimes mm-hmm. you find your passion, it might not make sense at the time. I would have never thought being 26 years old, making candles after going to the college of finance and being set on one to be an accountant. I, do their whole money. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? Find ways to transition your passion, your energy into mm-hmm. something that somebody else can enjoy and love. Yeah. And you keep doing that and don't think about the money, your life will just be filled with abundance. That's right. I think sometimes when people get into their passion, they like, hey, why is it not making my money? But that's kind of where you water it down. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't have a, a glass of Hennessy, you throw water in it and still expect the same taste. So you got to still like maintain yourself and understand that like how can you transition what you love into something else for somebody that they can love. Yeah. (laughs) And persistence with time equals success, right? So, you know, if you're passionate about it, you just got to keep going. And what, you know, with candles, I have so many questions about candles, right? It's just, you know, I'm not, I'm not a creative, right? My -hmm. my sister, my sister-in-law and my niece, are creators, right? Like they paint, they draw. This painting right here is my niece's first commission painting. Oh. Which I overpaid. But you know, you gotta support the, you gotta support the small businesses. <laughs> right, right. Um so like you know, I'm very interested about like 
when someone's a creative and they create stuff, you know, like what inspires them to do that? When you're coming up with like a new fragrance or a new smell, like what, you know, how do you come up with that? What's your process? Uh, just a second. Do you mind if I plug my charger in? My computer started to die. No, go ahead. With fragrances, it's just more so like a way, like, I try not to just do what I like because mm -hmm. I like that would be a little biased. I ask my peers their uh, opinion of it. And like, I also utilize my friends too. Mm -hmm. So I like, I may say, make a candle and say, here, smell this. But like, initially, the creation of it is like, I'll get like a stick, like a um, kebab stick, or usually something metal, and have like a staple tester, and I mix them through and test out what smells good. Mm -hmm. So you try not to really invest too much in one fragrance because you don't know that fragrance is going to be a hit. Like you don't want to go out and buy like five pounds of peppermint eucalyptus, but you only have 2% of your business that likes that fragrance. And then you mm -hmm. kind of figure out like, how do I critique it to keep it going? So it's also really just learning like when I put some out, see which ones sell well and which ones need to be pulled back and critiqued better too. Yeah. So it's more so like really just being a chemist. Like I feel like I'm more so a chemist when as opposed to like just making candles. Mm. You can look up at how to make candles and you'll learn that there's like a lot of different versions of wax. There's coconut wax, there's carpet wax, there's bees wax, there's soy wax, there's mm. gel wax. So then you gotta figure out, okay, what market is it that I wanna be in? Some yeah. people make candles out of shape, others use vessels. So it really is just making sure like kind of what your formula is. It's like, you know, Krusty Krab, you got your own special <laughs> song. Gotta keep it going. And, Figure out what works with you. Uh -huh. I know there are other candle manufacturers that have really good lavender scents, whereas like, you go to other people's lavenders and it doesn't smell the same. So mm -hmm. it's really just critiquing that and just figuring out which fragrance sits best with you. Mm -hmm. and like I said, it's going to connect you to the emotions. So you're going to be like, you know what? This this feels right. Yeah. Okay. So when you're when you're mixing, are you thinking of like what you're trying to uh, like an uh, ambiance are you trying to create with that or is it are you trying to create a specific smell like what so i never really have a specific smell i just create more of the ambiance like i just okay. want somebody to smell it and be like you know what i want my room to smell like jamaica today like you know <laughs> what like because if people go into a room and they're like you know what i can't go somewhere but it puts you on that mental vacation yeah. And you're like, you know what? This smells really good. I feel like I'm on a resort. You might have a glass of wine, you're relaxing yeah. it out with good music. Or you could have just cleaned your house and you want something that smells really clean and just like has a settled smell. I just go more so what the vibe is trying to be with okay. this. Like, okay, you know what? I want this specific fragrance. Mm. Okay. I think as time goes on and the more my nose palette can handle, uh, the better I can get with, you know, figuring out different fragrances because there is a lot of smells that you will smell. And at the, some point you're like, you know what, I need to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> so like overdose on the smells, right? Yeah. I just, at one time I stayed up, a crazy story is that I work four days a week. So my days off, I try to get in some like production time. Mm -hmm. So I got up at like maybe seven in the morning and I didn't stop going until three in the morning. I took like maybe a half, a half hour to an hour break, one hour, mm -hmm. but I came back. And at the end of that, I said, I would have never did this for a job. <laughs> <laughs> like I sit there and look like, but I'm like, this is something that, you know, I really enjoy doing. Yeah. So that's why I didn't admit it to the time. But then after a while, the fragrance is reminding me like, all right, take a break. You got to go yeah. clear your clothes pilot come back and then you can keep going. Like I said, don't burn yourself out. Yeah. You say you work four days a week, where do you work? Or what's your uh, job? 
this is no, this is still at Vanguard. I don't have like the regular Monday through Friday. I got like a hard schedule. I did that so that I can have more flexibility in my life. And okay. it's like as an entrepreneur, you are trying to create that balance. So I said, well, if I could work four days out of five, then when I'll see more engaged in the long run. And I was also watching an episode of Adam Ruins Everything, and he was talking mm-hmm. about like how four day work week schedules have a better work life balance. And I totally agree because it makes it easier for scheduling appointments mm-hmm. stuff like that you get that balance and then you know you had that set day coming up yeah. whereas like a regular monday through friday you chancing it sometimes when you're going to work because you don't know if you catch a flat might get pulled over so then you leave just any little thing so it was just like you know what let me find a way to still keep my salary so i can you know invest in myself mm-hmm. and also find that balance where i can also invest in the stuff that i want to do like have that time to do it yeah and how's that, how's that, you know, being a full-time entrepreneur and also having a full-time job, how's, how's that for you? It's been, it's been, it has its romances. I'll tell you one thing for sure. Anybody that is like pursuing an entrepreneurship, I'm not going to be Simone this. I'm going to be completely honest. You can find somebody who understands your lifestyle. <laughs> no, I'm saying you can find somebody that understands your lifestyle, even if they work a nine to five, because mm-hmm. of the simple fact that, when you are an entrepreneur and you have like somebody in their background that can keep you grounded regardless of what their lifestyle is if they work in a nine-to-five or entrepreneur as long as they can keep you grounded that is the best thing ever because you will have days where you're going to flip out you're going to cut you like i'm over this like you're going to cry you're going to have all those emotions mm-hmm. but you need somebody to bring you back down to reality because not saying you don't believe in yourself but just like you know having that partner there that even without it being a legal thing or whatever it's just mm-hmm. somebody that has your back it's like you know we have our friends we have our mom we have somebody there that when we feel like we're not doing our greatest there then we're like no you're doing good just take a deep breath yeah and you're fine yeah. my grandfather does that to me a lot he was like well you're not like some of the young girls out there and i was like what does that mean he spent too much time on youtube to <laughs> And I was like, this is too, this is too much. Mm. Like he sent me a text message one time and ended it with Cardi B. And I was like, where are we going? Like, why is this? <laughs> why do you know who Cardi B is? First of all. Yeah, like he, <laughs> he said, you give him a TV, you give him an iPad. He's going to, he's going to start looking things up. <laughs> he was like, I just, I got to stay out there with what's going on in the world. And I'm like, it's just too much. Just, you know, make sure you safe. He's over here telling you what's going on in the world. <laughs> I, you know, as a man who was in the army and like seen so much and grew up from the same neighborhood that I grew up, I'm like, mm. you might be on to something. He's like, you know, most people don't make it my age. I'm like, yeah, you know, you pushing 75. So it's yeah. like, we get to that point. Like I was trying to understand, like, I think that's the hardest thing for most people like with their grandparents. And I know that's gonna be the hardest thing for me to let go because they're like our precious gems. Like yeah. they're like our like time capsule, but in living life, like. Mm. Nah, I still have, uh, on my mom's side, I still have my grandparents. And you know, you see them like, you see them get older, but you still enjoy them, right? My grandparents live in Honduras. So like when I talk to them on the phone, my grandma's the most, she's a bomb of life. like. She's always laughing, always enjoying herself. And it's just like how? Like how are you yeah. so happy? She's always happy. And she don't she got reasons not to be, but she, you know, she's she's the most happiest person in the world. She never complained. And you know, you gotta I just enjoy her at all times. I'm like, you know, I'm enjoying it. The most I can from you, 
we make jokes, we crack jokes. I laugh at her. I got videos of, stuff, of her saying like gross things. <laughs> my grandma's the one. That, my grandma's the one that can make everyone squeal, like scream. Just she'll start saying some nasty stuff. I'm like, no, <laughs> you wait till for talking like this. <laughs> like how my grandfather is. He's like so blunt, and I'm like, you know, you didn't have to say that. <laughs> like they, I guess they they're at their age, so it's like I said what I said, and yeah. usually you you just take it how it is. Yeah. No, I feel like. Like, you know, grandparents can't do wrong. Like, even when they make you upset, you're like, you know what? Like, they just probably don't understand where I'm coming from. But I don't know. I enjoy every last bit of them because, like I said, it's like literally you can ask questions about how things were back then and compared to how things are now. Exactly. What what, what did you mean by you're not going to be some on this? Oh, I was saying, like, basically, I don't want to, like, downplay people who work a nine to five. I'm just saying, I don't want to say, you know. Uh, first of all who's B. Simone <laughs> and second what did she say <laughs> what did she say it was like something like based off of like a Nick Cannon thing where like I tried to stay off of Instagram but I seen it and it was like people took her word out of context and I downplayed the simple fact that she was like you know like if you if I'm an entrepreneur I want somebody that does the same thing like basically people who work nine to five don't get the entrepreneur mm. lifestyle and like me and my friends talked about it. And I'm like, I mean, I get that some people have preferences, but you can't just, it's like when women say all men ain't itch. Yeah. Like you can't say that for everybody. So it's kind of like, you shouldn't be so quick to generalize it. Like I said, you can find somebody who has that balance. I think that's all that most people really need, especially as an yeah. entrepreneur, because you're going to be up late sometimes. But if somebody understands that this is something you're passionate about, then yeah regardless of what their lifestyle is, they gonna understand you because you, you have these thoughts. I always yeah. be amazed when people say like certain things they realize within their relationship years later. And I'm like, you know, y'all didn't have this talk before? Like, y'all, like, <laughs> I do not know he didn't like kids. Like, yeah. I'm sure he said he never wanted kids. Like, it's just, I guess some things don't get said, but for me, I come into like, hey, this is what it is and this is what it's not. I don't want to lead to false accusations or yeah. an expectation that isn't there. It's kind of just like, hey, this is what I get into. Like, my spouse was there when I started making candles, so I don't see him not understanding that he's seen, like, everything that I was going through. Yeah. And he still works a nine-to-five, and he's, like, going through the transition of one to become an entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I think where the disconnect within our community where we feel like people don't understand the lifestyle is because nobody never really taught them. Yeah. So they don't know what to, like, it's, how can you not understand something you don't know? Yeah. And it's just like, all right, you know what? Where do we start? I think trying to get people to understand what entrepreneurial lifestyle is. It's just no different than having the ups and downs in a workplace mm-hmm. and feeling like, hey, this person is not listening to your opinion. It's the same when you come into entrepreneurship. Somebody's not going to like your product. That's yeah. fine. Somebody may not like what you're about. That's fine. There's a lot of different opportunities for everybody. You just have to find what works best for you. So I, that's what I meant by in the reference of the oh, okay. whole thing. Like, you know, <laughs> find your balance. You don't yeah. got to play everybody. I try not to go into the expectation of holding on to what happened in my last relationship or last connection with somebody into the next because yeah. that person doesn't know me or they don't deserve that. So. Yeah. And, you know, I think a big problem with, like, the entrepreneurial lifestyle, right, <clears throat> that lifestyle, is that you don't see it. Nobody sees that, right? Like, you don't, you don't see the work. You just see the results of it. 
And I think that's where people get confused because, you know, they're influenced by Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, social media. So they just see the flashy cars, they see the house, they see the, the popping bottles at the club, you know, the good times, but they're not seeing everything that led up to that. Or they just see people pop up all of a sudden on Instagram and they're making 30, 40,000 a month. But they were off Instagram for five years because they were building whatever they were building, right? But we don't see that. Like, people get caught up in that. And I think that, you know, when I, I don't know, I don't like that, like, entrepreneur lifestyle because everyone's different. Like, every, every entrepreneur path is very different. Like, I'm a, I, you know, I do network marketing. That's my general, like, that's my principal business. And that's the most freedom you'll ever have. You know, right. you're working for yourself. So I can't talk about like a lifestyle because my lifestyle is way different than your lifestyle. We're both entrepreneurs. But I'm not physically building a product. Your lifestyle is way different because you have to do marketing, you have to build a product, you have to do all your research, build your business. So, you know, there is no, I don't think there is an entrepreneurial lifestyle. Everyone's lifestyle is very different compared to what you're doing. But you have to just keep going, keep grinding, and just, you know, be cool with everybody. I kind of understand what B. Simone's saying. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure she, like, you know, I don't know what she was thinking, but like in my in my head, right? Like if I'm working with a realtor, let's just say I'm trying to buy a house. Mm. I would rather prefer a full-time realtor than some like weekend realtor, right? With my schedule, I have time during the day, I have time during the week. A full-time realtor can show me throughout the week. A weekend realtor has two days, maybe one day she wants to spend with family, they want to spend with family. So like I understand it in that aspect, but you can't yeah. generalize, right? You can't, not all entrepreneurship like that. Yeah. Um, I think, like, sometimes with media, like, they take so many words out of context, and yeah. it's like, you trying to find the right things to say, and I, honestly, I hate it. I feel like people are losing who they are because they're trying to be so structured yeah. due to the fact that they're afraid that this can get them canceled or this can do that. Like, granted, we all said some things that we sh- want to take back or that we shouldn't have said but mm-hmm. it came out so it's all about like growing through it it's like no different than when i was watching like trigger warning by killer mike and he was saying like you know we still go back to the agents who cuss us out and we still go back to these places where we're not really wanted but then in like the black business alone when somebody does one thing we're quick to bad mouth and we're quick to say all of this mm-hmm. so it's like you know how can we be so empathetic to others and not empathetic to ourselves yeah and it's just really like, like you said, you try to be cool with everybody, but that's the thing. Like, there's really no such thing as being cool with everybody. I've yeah. learned that even growing up, like you can't please everybody. So sure. please yourself and lead with that. And exactly. just make sure you're happy. And communication really will save a lot of things that assumption kills. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna talk about uh, you know, like when you're like when you're talking about like other people, right? When you're getting caught up in that social media, like circle, that social media, the cancel, everyone has to be a thousand percent correct. And as soon as someone comes up, all of a sudden they start digging through like their past Twitter, past Instagram. Hey, yo, these, Twitter is vicious. Twitter is, <laughs> I've seen it happen. I sit there and say, well, let me not put this tweet up. Let me just, let me just go ahead and sit this one out. Like. Yeah. But, you know, that's why I built this platform. This is why we have this podcast is to be able to show people, you know, like, 
you know, one, we can support each other in any aspect of entrepreneurship. We can promote ourselves. And at the same time, it shows people the truth, the truth behind what entrepreneurship is, right? right. I'm sure there's a lot of people that see your candles, but don't see India. They don't see what you do. They don't see that you also have a full-time job, that you work at Vanguard, and you're still developing this brand. You're still developing your, your company. So that's why we have this, so that people see that truth and we can educate them so that they don't get caught up in that social media cancel culture, whatever you want to call it, right? Right. Um, that's the biggest thing to social media, too, is, like I said, learn when to take breaks. If you got to yeah. take a hiatus from it and give yourself that mental recharge, do that. Yeah. And, you know, I it took me, it took me a while. It took me, like, a good year to really understand, like, the social media thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, I graduated college and went straight into the network marketing. So, you know, I never had a full-time job, never had a nine-to-five. But, you know, when you're in college, it's all about social media. You know, you're consuming everything. So it took me a while to, like, understand the difference between consumption and creating. So once you stop consuming so much social media and all you do is create, like, all you do is post and get off of it. Yes. Yeah, you just leave it there, turn off your notifications. Your life becomes a little easier. Like, (laughs) you ain't worried about it. Not worried about the comments, not worried about the likes. You know, if you get one like, that's cool because that's one person that resonated with your message. Right. If you get 10,000, better. If you get a million, even better. But it's just about being who you are, being truthful to yourself and putting yourself out there and seeing who's going to connect with you. And people are going to hate you for it. People are going to block you. They're going to talk shit. They're going to talk whatever they're going to talk. But you got to, like you said, you just got to keep doing it. Keep doing it and keep doing it, right? Kanye shrugs. <laughs> Exactly. Mm, I feel like people need to live more and worry less. And like Mm -hmm. you said, you put in more out there than you are consuming it, then you feel a little less bothered. And that's something I learned, especially within my business. I'm like, I'm spending more time on my personal page, but a little less time on my business page. Like, wake up. Like, you got to be able to call yourself out when you feel like yourself is spiraling down. Because if you just don't call it out for what it is and recognize what's the source of that energy, then you are going to forever be trapped to it. Yeah. And you got to be hard on yourself. True. Don't be too hard. Don't be too hard. Sometimes I had to, I had to nah. like, myself and I was like, hold up, who are you talking to? Like, yeah. there's a couple steps back. You got to remind yeah. yourself of who you are. But don't be too hard. My mom always said that. She's like, you're so hard on yourself. And I was like, because yeah. I know what I want. I'm not trying to like get really like, crazy about it i just sometimes you gotta let things be how they're going to be if it works out it works out if it doesn't that doesn't mean that it's not necessarily ever going to work out that just might not be the way for you yeah see what i tell people is you know you gotta be strict with yourself meaning you have to have your times to work your times to do, to enjoy your time off that's a big thing right for entrepreneurs being able to turn it off at night being able to like say okay i'm done for today this is not going to keep going like i'm just going to stop for today go to bed relax and then do it tomorrow so you got to be strict with yourself in that but you can't be overly critical because when you're overly critical then nothing comes out because you want everything to be perfect you shut down if you get too critical because your mind just can't take no more it happens to me because it's just like I'm, like I said, at the work, and sometimes I want to think about how I'm going to do this and think about how I'm going to do that, but I'm like, dragging my body, like, you know, you got the energy, you put it through, but it's like, no, don't overwork yourself. 
So yeah, you don't want to get to that point where, like you said, you shut down creatively, yeah. you can't push forward, and then it's like your business becomes stagnant. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, as we're wrapping up here, um, what's, you know, as people are listening to this, especially in times right now, through Corona, through the pandemic, you know, maybe people are struggling, they're starting to, their energy started to come down, maybe they're starting up a business right now. You know, what's some advice you would give out to the entrepreneurs listening to this right now? So start as small as you can. Um, learn, like try to find somebody that you connect to. It might not necessarily be a mentor. Find there's Facebook groups. That's something I did. There's like something on Instagram. Just find somebody that is willing to talk and listen to you and give you some sort of advice. I know I've done it myself with other mm. people who make candles. I told one girl where she could find local wax so therefore she wouldn't pay so much in shipping. So mm. like little things like that, it's kind of like, make sure you know, you're know you not overpouring into other people's cup and you can have something pour back into you when you're not burning out your energy. But definitely start small and utilize the resources that you have and don't be afraid. If it doesn't work out the first time, that doesn't mean it's not going to work out. You got to prepare. So, and cry if you have to. Definitely cry. <laughs> Cut it out. Like, swing on something. Whatever it, hit, whatever it is you got to do to release that energy, let it out. Because you're going to come back and you're going to realize, like, all right, I needed that yell. Yeah. All right, perfect. And where can we find you again? On Instagram at menessentials underscore. So, M I N E E S S E N T I L. Perfect, perfect. Well, you know, India has been great. I'm sure everyone listening to this, you know, they took some knowledge from it. You know, someone starting off a business, working full-time and doing a full-time business. It's, it's a struggle. You know, it's taxing, but it can be done. You're proof of it. And I'm sure there's people listening to this that are going to learn something from it, from you. They're going to learn. Maybe they're going through the same process right now. So hopefully, you know, this, this can pick them up, you know, push them through a little longer. Yeah, if anybody ever wants to reach out and talk, that's fine. I don't yeah. mind. I like I like conversation. Uh, great, great. Well, thank you for being on the show today, India. No problem. And, thank and as always, this is the Retired 25 Podcast. I'm your host, Solomon Royball. Please like and subscribe. We're going to come to you every week with new, with new guests, new topics, sharing our knowledge, and hopefully helping you get to the next level of your business. We'll see you next time.